Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we are talking the 2018 Vichy drama solo stimuluses. We are going to be talking with Miles Collins, who is the Vichy Drama Portfolio Manager at Drama Victoria. He also has experience as a Vichy Drama Solo Assessor, a Vichy Drama Teacher, he's a skilled performer and educator. Miles has created a document called Solos at a Glance. It is all 10 of the stimulus solos and a little bit about each, about the research you might need, some of the skills you might want if you were going to create that solo, and some things that might interest you about that solo. We talk through that Solos at a Glance document on this episode, but we also get sidetracked and talk about a lot of other things as well. Please note that this episode was not recorded in the studio, so the audio quality is not as high as it usually is. I hope you bear with us and enjoy this slightly longer than usual episode of The Aside. Without any further ado, I bring you Miles Collins. G'day mate, thank you for that. That's a lovely introduction, I appreciate that. Uh, so, these, what do you think of these structures this year? I just think they're awesome. And I think the students will have, um, will have a real, real ball with these. Lots of scope for lots of play and lots of um, character performance. Any of the structures jump out at you? Do you have a favourite already? I, I, I sometimes like the historical ones, like the Red Baron. I do like the Raven as well, just because I love all that English history and the, you know, all those stories of the of the tower, and um, that could be really interesting. Sand is fantastic. I think the Eurovision uh, song one could be very funny as well. Um, even though it's got epic theatre, I think it, you know it can be epically comic, and I think the the use of the um, you know specific epic theatre conventions, obviously song, but others can make that really quite quite a quite a fun one. You know, it'll be interesting to see how students view life as a parent with Structure 10. I'm in the phone again, it's like, um, what was it, the family car a couple of years ago, um, open to a lot of interpretation. The cabaret piece, Lizzie Borden. By looking at it, it's, um, it's really quite an interesting, she sounds a very interesting person, doesn't she? Um, and you know all this, um, all this stuff about the Congregational Church, the Fall Fall River. I mean, obviously, Cabaret opens it up to um, you know students who really enjoy that sort of you know that musical style of, of Cabaret and, and uh, you know the use of song and dance and and comedy. I, I think obviously the characters needs to be quite risque as well. What do you think the most popular is going to be? I think. Uh, maybe the Eurovision Song Contestant, um, which, you know, um, may, be a, may be potential downfall for some if they, don't, if they don't get it right. What do you mean by that? Um, well, just that, um, you know, we need to see that sense of heightened use of language. And, um, you know, it's not going to be all about just standing in front of us and, and pretending to sing a song and that kind of thing. You know, it, it needs to be... It needs to be a bit more than that. I mean, if you look at the structure, Eurovision, you know, creating moments outside the Eurovision contest that show how music has been an important expression of social and political change, you know? And I think it's it's that bit that's, that's the real, um, that's the real epic theatre, that third dot point. It's asking you to go beyond Eurovision and, and go somewhere powerful. Yeah, because we know it's all lovely and fun and, you know, you can have, um, you know, even... Even, um, you know, the narrators, you know, that could be a Julia Zemiro or what was the pommy guy that used to do it? Norton, Graham Norton. 
you know, they're, they're, they're potential narrators or commentators on, you know, there's your epic theatre there. I don't know. That's just, you know, that's just thoughts that spring to mind when I look at things like this. Um, yeah, but I think the heightened use of language, even the heightened use of language within the song, you know, they'll have to transpose something and potentially create a song of their own, I would have thought. And that would be pretty fun for those musicians out there and those writers. Absolutely, you know, and, and you know, to do, you know, to take on an original piece sometimes, we've seen them in solos and they're just amazing. And The Detective, when I first read it, reminded me very much of The Fortune Hunter, but it's actually quite different though, isn't it? It is, yeah. And I, I look, I love film noir. I think it's fun. And, um, but, you know, again, it can be tricky, but, um, you know, all that femme fatale, there's plenty of, you know, sleazy settings and, um, you know, if the, if the student likes to use tracks and have that sort of, you know, um, you know, that, uh, you know, that eerie, sleazy background nightclub-y sound in the back or whatever, um, you know, and even the use of voiceovers while they're doing physical action or something. Um, obviously, they really don't need to um, research the, um, the Antwerp diamond heists. And even... Uh, um, you know, maybe there's some scientists out there as well that enjoy the forensic science sort of side of things. Um, stillness and silence is going to be important too. And creating a mood. But if they're doing film noir, the mood will come through. You've created this great document, Solos at a Glance, that um, teachers and students can have a look at. Drama Vic will be putting that out soon. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, I mean, it's just a guide, of course, and um, not to be taken as gospel. But it was just my first, my, you know, my first impressions of the solos because I know... Everybody's probably still very much into their ensembles at this stage. So structure two, Lizzie Borden, performance style, non-naturalistic with aspects of cabaret, convention, exaggerated movement, dramatic element rhythm. Uh, we imagine the key skills, if it's really interesting you, you want to have musicianship, exaggerated physicality and expressive skills, quality and specific historical research is needed, and maybe you want to be a dancer or socially minded and willing to be risque. You agree? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, um, you know, I, th I think the danger is, though, we don't want to see too much, uh, you know, sort of Chicago-style stuff. Although, you know, it's there, you know, really look at where and how Cabaret came to life. Structure three? The regrettable superhero. Um, it's non-naturalistic, so it leaves it pretty open for everything, doesn't it? And uh, freeze frame uh, is the convention, dramatic element, climax. Yeah, well, we were thinking probably, uh, you know, a lot of stylized tableau in this, purely because of the, the, of the freeze frame and really defining climactic moments throughout the piece. Obviously, you know, superhero stances or whatever, on it, but, it, you know, it, because he's regrettable, it might be, you know, he can't hold it long enough or she can't hold it long enough. You know, I don't know, something like that. Um, I think specific stimulus and social research required. So they're really going to need to make sure that they've gone through that golden age um, the League of Regrettable Superheroes, they choose one of the characters from that solo and they're very specific about it, not only in the way that they approach their, um, uh, their research and how they're going to create this character, but also that they make it very clear, of course, as it states in the, in the, um, in the structure about the statement of intention. And I think they also have to be, I, I don't know, I just felt they need to be empathetic to their character because that's if they play the honesty and the truth of this character, then that's what will make it so much more um, uh, believable, and that's what we really want. You know, as I always say, in in um, in non-naturalism, the only naturalistic thing we really do is is tell the truth. And I think if they can be honest and true to the character, 
then they'll keep that. And of course, you know, the understanding of irony, I think that that's, um, that's really important too, because, you know, uh, particularly when it comes to um, dot point two, you know, one of the Justice League superheroes took credit for the, the, the heroic actions of the, the regrettable superhero, yeah? You want us to talk through Structure 4 because you like it? So that's The Raven. It's non-naturalistic with aspects of physical theatre. Um, the convention is caricature and you've got the dramatic element of symbol. So, I mean, obviously, you know, it's a bird, so there needs to be a lot of sort of stylized physicality and that needs to be really um, uh, sustained throughout the whole seven minutes of the solo. Um, I think they can be acrobatic, there's gymnastics, maybe a couple of tricks. I thought even potential use of masks, you know, um, you know, like one of the Comedia masks with a big nose on it, um, you know, I think deep and detailed historical research required, um, you know, all the deaths that have occurred during in the in the um, in the tower. I know my famous one I always love reading about is um, Lady uh, Lady Grey, who um, was like meant to be queen for eight days between Mary and Elizabeth I, or was it yeah something like that? Anyway, you know, Henry VIII and his many wives, and yeah, you know, the jewels, the crown jewels, keeping there, the beef eaters, you know. Yeah, and I just think there's so many wonderful characters in that. And, you know, loves the sort of mythical, ludicrous and absurd stylized physicality here. And I think there's a lot of openness for um, creative stagecraft as well, you know, in costume, in, 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 the, in the choice of objects. And I think one thing that's really important about this one too is the use of space. If you're going to have symbol, then you need to be able to use space. What does what is the tower actually a symbol of? All right, um, Structure 5, The Red Baron, uh, the performance style, non-naturalistic, the convention, Fatal Flaw, which we'll talk about in a second because I think people often forget what that means, uh, and dramatic element of space. You're looking for use of pathos, emotive, clearly communicate purpose, and, of course, the use of space. You're going to need quality and specific historical research required into technology, military advancements, and the actual Red Baron himself. And if you enjoy contrasting character traits and you enjoy using symbol and you enjoy thinking about how to be thought-provoking, this might be the structure for you. I mean, he's a, he's a very interesting character and he's very political. I mean, he actually signed back to go back to the um, to go back to the front and, and fly the planes and fight because he just didn't believe in, you know, the propaganda they were trying to use him for. Um, oddly enough, there was an article in the Herald Sun uh, last week, which I was able to get, and it was on the Red Baron and it was about you know, the 100 years that he, that, that he died. Um, and um, they believe he was actually shot down by Australians. So I've got that copy. I'll scan that and I'll make sure that, that goes into the kit. Let's talk about Fatal Floor. Hey, well, Fatal Floor. Um, really, it's just, um, I don't know, what's the best sort of, you know, because people do get mixed up on this one, don't they? Yes, it is. It is the defi a defining characteristic or personality trait that will lead to the downfall of the character. Yeah, so I think it's it really needs to be clear. Um, you know, we always talk about. Uh, I mean, if I was talking in reference to my students, I'd be talking about you know the um, the Achilles heel. You know, Macbeth was too ambitious. That was his fatal flaw. Um, same with Lady Macbeth. So it's that kind of thing. You know, perhaps what did he desire most that that might have been that was not attainable, that was not reachable, or it was his it was his soft point that you could get him on, you know, like like the Achilles heel. We have structure six, the phone. 
which is a performance style, non-naturalistic, with aspects of comedy. Convention is exaggerated movement. The dramatic element is sound. Um, possible skills needed. Want to have physical theatre, creation of physical objects and sound. Research requirements. You want to have quality and specific research required into technology and social advances. And uh, potential student traits there loves the ludicrous and absurd stylized physicality creative stagecraft. I mean, this is bringing inanimate objects to life. So this should really appeal to those students that love getting playful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the important thing is that, you know, with sound being, um, being the dramatic element, that they're not just looking at the sound that they make from themselves, but the sound that they can make from the object that they, or objects that they, that they have. And so that there is sound continually throughout their, their, their solo. I think that's, that's really important. You can imagine the notifications going off throughout the, the solo. Yes. I think, um, you know, that dot point three is really a social awareness as, as well. I think you have to look at the positives and the negatives of, of what a phone has done. You know, the fact that we can, you know, satellite phones, you can talk to people just about anywhere in the world. And, um, you know, because it's comedy, um, the timing needs to be really strong. Use of words and jokes and stories, you know, we, we, you want to make sure we don't get tumbleweed moments. The Eurovision cont uh, song contestant, yeah. I suppose, you know, we've said musicianship, but perhaps that's that's the irony of it all, that um, they can't sing at all. I don't know, but that could be a choice. Uh, I think the epic theatre is really important. I, I mean, we've talked about um, a bit this one already. Yeah, I think the, the research, looking back at winners, um, you know, we've got ABBA and, uh, you know, how well Australians have gone in recent days. Uh, you know, enjoy wordplay. Um, you know, they're bold. And, you know, there's potential storytelling and rhythm and how, I think also looking at how important something like Eurovision is, you know, to the world. I mean, you know, it's one of the few, one of those happy times where we all sort of vote for each other. Um, some of the sets that they have and the lighting, my God. And even just, you know, the idea of, you know, how many, oh, I know I've got a couple of friends who enjoy um, every year they have a Eurovision party somewhere. That last dot point, again, is important, you know, that shows how music has been an important expressive of social and or political change. And there's, um, you know, there's, there, there's the epic theatre in that one very much so. So, you know, is it a political song of, or, or chanting or, or something, you know? Is it a national anthem? I, I don't know. You know, it says, a panel of judges to justify the contestant's choice of song. So I think we need to see why the song is, uh, is controversial. Well, this I'm very excited about this one. When I saw this one up there, that this this is going to be very fun. Uh, structure eight, Santa Claus, non-naturalistic, convention of satire, dramatic element of symbol. You want to be uh, enjoy comedy, creative application of symbol, and stylized expressive skills. You're going to need wide historical, mythical research, biblical research. I mean, the Santa Claus mythos is huge, and it, it, it's international. There's so many different versions of Santa Claus. And you probably want to be lyrical, articulate, understand irony and be socially minded. I mean, this, this piece could be, could be amazing. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? And it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful one, actually. And I think the dot points really, really serve it well, too, you know. Uh, how the idea of Santa Claus has evolved through history, you know, um, from St Nicholas right through and, you know, um, you know, which version do you go with? And I think probably, you know, look at the reference material that's stated on the prescribed structure first, just because that'll be the foundation. I mean, 
when it says the stimulus, the history of Santa Claus, it's pretty open. So um, I would be first looking at the reference material that's actually given by VCAR and then extend from there and let, allow that to feed into what you find, yeah? Expressive skills are really going to be important in this moment because, you know, it's also the subtleties of Santa as well, you know, knowing how to deal with a kid that's scared and that kind of thing. The satire of it all, you know, um, and, you know, the dilemma of whether it's, you know, whether it's Santa Claus is more symbolic of commercialism and uh, consumerism now rather than the religious side of things. And now Tokyo Road, it's about the World War II propaganda radio host and what she got up to. So that's, I mean, that's going to be fascinating for me to look into at the very least to find out more about her and her story. I know that's fun and part of the solos, isn't it? Just actually going into the research. I mean, I know every year for me, you know, there's one where I go, wow, I didn't know all about that. And, um, the Tokyo Rose, it just sounds like, um, you know, like even that dot point creating examples of how Tokyo Rose affected uh, morale on both sides of the Pacific conflict during World War II. I mean, wow, I'm interested to know what she did, you know? So Tokyo Rose is, is non-naturalistic. You want to have the convention of pathos, which is making people feel feel your, your emotive state and having them feel for you. Uh, so apathy. Uh, dramatic element is tension, which obviously World War II propaganda, you know, it's, it's going to be reasonably easy to establish tension if you've done your research there. Establishing a strong actor-audience relationship, detailed storytelling, I think intricate detailed storytelling to keep people interested. Specific historical and socially-minded research. Uh, there's obviously a lot, a lot to go through for Tokyo Rose because the Tokyo Rose's name eventually became synonymous with all Japanese propaganda radio hosts so anyway and, and empathic and socially minded uh i think that's totally on the money yeah and obviously who who you know that's a paramount of, of paramount importance but to know that you need to give more than just one example always look for the s's in in the structures i think the actor audience relationship is really important because um uh, you know obviously because of the pathos and i feel i, I always feel that Pathos is something you have to earn from your audience. Don't just expect it. I think those moments of stillness and silence are going to be important as well. Not that they're in there. That, you know, it's not stated in the, in the, in the um, structure, but I think that's really important. And having an empathy to it, you still need to be conscious of doing rather than telling. You know, even though we've said detailed storytelling, something needs to be happening while, you know, we need to see physical action or emotive action happening while that's happening rather than just, you know, Staying in that, um, you know, that 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 box square, and, and just and just telling us, telling telling the telling the assessors or the audience. Structure ten: the parent. It's non-naturalistic. It's caricature with contrast. So there's a lot of openness. I think this is going. This could be a really funny, silly one as well, um, with lots of lots of fun. Obviously, the, the the main stimulus is the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and it's specific about the film too. So it's the 1971 film so even though there's a johnny depp one i would take a look at it sure you might get something from it but remember that the main stimulus is from willy wonka caricature well you know the characters in the films have already highly characterized as well so to actually think how these children have grown up into parents um uh there's your contrast um for the parenting so maybe flashbacks to their own parents and and, and them as well and obviously um, you know, students would want to use their own parents as, as um, stimulus as well. 
So full of comedy, full of satire, I think exaggerated, stylized, grotesque movement of these characters because um, we want that non-naturalistic look, you know. Um, and that really needs to be sustained throughout. And I think the, the metamorphosis of the changes, that contrast, we, that really needs to flow. You know how we, we always talk about seamless transitions, seamless transformations. Um, and I mean, uh, light and specific research required. I think someone who takes us on again will enjoy creating, um, recreating bold comic characters and, you know, and be really clear about them as well with, um, through, through their physicality, through their expressive skills. And again, with this one, you know, the, the instruction is to make sure that they are very specific in, the, in their chosen character as their primary character and make that clear in the statement of intention as well. Miles, thank you very much for your time today on the aside. Thank you, mate. I, I, real pleasure. And, um, yeah, no, thank you so much. And I, I wish everybody really well out there with these because um, they're real fun. And I think, you know, the, kid, the, the, the students can have a real, a real choice for these. And as I say, I, I always uh, get my guys to do, uh, you know, a, a, a preference sheet. So get them to think, you know, what's their first preference, what's their second preference, and really think about what skills uh, uh, they are good at, you know. I think that's important. Or they enjoy doing. So if they're in, you know, if they're a good singer or they're good physically or they're good characterisation, to really go for those ones that really, you know, that will get, allow them to shine, really. That's what we want, isn't it? If they've chosen because of that, then they'll be confident to go forward as well. And um, so I, I wish all the teachers out there, um, VCE drama teachers, um, all the very best and with your students. And remember, Drama Victoria, we're here to help. We'll do everything in our powers to, to support you uh, um, so that we, we get the results that we want for our students. That is all from us at The Aside. If you would like a copy of the Solos at a Glance document, just email us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. You can also email us if you have a question or you'd like to give us some feedback. There are a number of episodes in the bank, so feel free to look through those and find ones that pique your interest. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here, Aaron Searle for providing the music, Drama Victoria for sponsoring the podcast, and of course, thank you for listening.